We're live. It's Friday. It's Smack Talk. We just watched why, three hours of wrestling. Why were you late? Why? Why was uh, I don't know, Dutch? You yeah. want to tell people why? Why we're late? Why we're late getting on? You want to? You want to explain that? Well, first of all, listen. I never, I never claimed to be a computer or a technology technology expert, and I'm trying to talk to you two guys. You guys don't know much more than I do, so I'm here just. I'm like the, the spacecraft that landed the first uh, space module to the moon. The computer went down, had to restart it. I restarted this thing about three or four times. Yeah, it so was, I'm uh, back. But hey, this is more interesting than talking about what we saw tonight. Oh yeah, I wish you guys like, and I appreciate everybody who's who's in and everybody who's been chiming in already. Thank you for being patient. I wish you guys could have watched us trying to get on the air because that beat. Smackdown tonight by oh, like a long stretch. About three, three to one. Oh yeah, it, it wasn't even close. Like we may still end at eleven forty-five. Hey, I'm gonna make a report on you two guys because y'all started laughing at me, and that's not that's not allowed in a corporate setting. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, what, I've never I've never been in a corporate setting, but I can just imagine that it wouldn't be allowed. Dutch, let's just say we weren't laughing at you. We were laughing at the things that we were saying to you that you could not hear. Are you son? That's even worse. <laughs> and that's recorded too. And I'm going to find out what that is. Oh, man. Sid, how you doing this this fine Friday night almost? Well, actually, it is Saturday morning for you right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it's not, not, for, not I, for me. I would appreciate if WWE realized that I'm in the UK and I'm probably watching their show at oh. like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. So please put on more entertaining shows so I don't feel like I want to fall asleep because See? that was a tough two hours to get through. See, I would like WWE to realize they have one of their biggest shows of the year in two weeks and start like building up some hype for it other than Oh, hey, here's Brock Lesnar one episode, and we're going to have Roman Reigns in a couple of weeks, and then, oh, hey, nothing else on this show matters. Like, that's that's the vibe I get from they WWE. Had, they had neither one of them on this show. Correct, but they had Brock Lesnar on Raw this week. So I'm not talking about, like, just SmackDown specifically. I'm talking an entire week's worth of programming leading up into SummerSlam. It's one week we get Roman, one week we get Brock, and then the rest of it, it's just whatever tonight felt like i was watching like a two-hour main event or a two-hour sunday night heat for the older generation all right that's what it felt like watching this show tonight that's your reaction it, it sucked <laughs> it just sucked and today and i can i can just i can find it started off the the girl natalia and uh live yeah. they had a good match they had a really good match. And I said, well, okay. Then we got to the to the Raiders. Listen, you can't take serious wrestlers and put them in a comedy skit. Because they lose everything they've, they've tried to build on these guys. And it was gone. And the two guys coming out there and laughing at them. If you're not going to take somebody who kicked your ass for two straight weeks. And you're going to come out there. And you're going to make fun of them. And if you get your ass beat again, nobody gives a, a crap. But they, they make the Raiders look bad. Really bad. Because if you're not going to take them seriously, why should the fans take them seriously? 
I, I could counter that by arguing, you know, head games, because obviously they did lay the trap with Jinder and, and Shanky there. They were obviously trying to provoke them to get them to come down to the ring so they could orchestrate that four on two. So I could argue that them not taking them seriously was this just them trying to piss them off so they could spring that four on two trap on them. But do, I do understand do, what you're saying. Do you think the average wrestling fan put that together? Probably not. Hell no. And I think damn Shanky and damn uh, Gender, they're lost in this thing too. So who advanced in that? Nobody. It's just a big smudge. And we'll see them in a six-man next week. A three-team deal. We'll see them in that, which will prove nothing. I don't know. Hey, having that, that uh, Viking Raider talk, that son of a bitch sounded like he's from South Georgia someplace. Didn't sound like a Viking to me. That really was. Oh, you know, I pick an Uber over here. <laughs> that was really? that was weird. Like we've never heard them talk like that before. And it killed them, I think. Ever? They're better they, not talking. Who who said they'd go out there and just use their normal voices when for the last like four years it's always been we're here to raid and eat turkey legs and shit. Like what? <laughs> Who decided to take away the Christian Bale Batman voice? Put that shit back on. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, when I heard that they were going to go back to PG fourteen rating, is that what it is? Uh, what does that what What does that mean? I used to know, and I forgot it. I mean, it's more of an adult rating. We're more of a PG fourteen show, you know. So it's like we could say shit and shit like that that's about it yeah, like okay. the, it's tv 14 not pg 14 whatever, TV whatever. 14 tv 14 pg what did he say tv 14 you are too much rick no he's <laughs> you need to put that you need to put that you need to put that pipe down before you come on this show really hey you were the one who was talking about other stuff no nah, i'm not gonna go there anyway so um <laughs> that that did not happen yet that did not happen yet. It was That's next week, right? Allegedly. But again, there might already be some pushback on that internally. So it's like that report came out. And then like within two hours, they were like, oh, well, hold on. Pump the brakes. This may not be happening yet. So it basically means edgier content stuff that may or may not. You, you might see some stuff that wouldn't be appropriate for 12 and under, basically 13 and under. Um, uh, okay. What do you think prompted that? Because AEW's been AEW, they've been doing it for months. Yeah. Um, now they come on later. I understand that. Here's the thing: but, I don't think it's going to mean a whole lot more than the occasional swear word. I, 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 I really don't. I don't think all of a sudden they're just going to go out there and we're going to start getting like Daniel Bryan, John Moxley. We're both bleeding from the forehead brawls on Monday Night Raw, or God forbid, Friday Night SmackDown. Actually, give us some action to talk about here. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we'll see the occasional shit, a few more bitches, and and I mean the word. Uh, but don't and, you don't don't you think at this point in WWE, if you did see a blood fest, it'd wake those people up. Yes, they'd say, "What the hell?" Now you can see a different direction, a different vision. Now, some of these guys ought to have been in Puerto Rico with me. It's like Blood City every week, every night. It's blood all over the place, dude. So we should have we should have hired we should have hired a blood bank to come out and help us a little bit. Hell, we 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 lost enough. I mean, I didn't. 
I did because I'm a I'm a chicken shit. I don't like to do that stuff. So Un- unfortunately, it's only for Monday Night Raw. It's not for SmackDown Dutch. So I doubt they're gonna do TV 14 on Fox. I do agree. I think it's gonna be a little bit more swear words, but they already do put in a little bit more. Uh, put in some swear words. You had you know uh, Brock Lesnar on Raw this past week say uh, shit kicking. Uh, you know they throw in some swear words and they don't. It but, doesn't really but- matter because they're PG and they can get away with that like nxt has been tv 14 for the past year they had a murder on that show like three weeks ago they have a legit murder they titillate them murder the business business. that's what they've been doing it for years tony Tony d'angelo uh said that uh his former colleague is sleeping with the fishes because he got released from wwe so they had a murder they they chucked him into a river like straight out of a mob movie like chucked him into a river like put him in a bag in a sack with an with, with some big ass heavy rocks around him and chucked him into a river they flat out murdered a guy that's too much Uh, uh, so, hey, but one good thing about the show, Aaliyah was there. My girl, she was there. And what a match. <laughs> God. Hey. What, no. what a way to make a living. You go to the ring. This is like the second week. And you don't even wrestle. You just stand there like a statue for like five or six minutes. And you pick up your money. I guess she's making four hundred grand a year or whatever she's making, five hundred, I guess, maybe. She has not But if she had, was making fifty dollars, she didn't do nothing. She stood there. She has she has not had a televised one on one match since February eleventh. Wasn't she drafted in October? Like didn't she come over in October? Like that's when she got brought up, so and then, like that first night, she said something along the lines of "We're gonna get bougie up in here." And then that never, they never really followed up on the bougie, the bouginess of anything. And then they put her in like random backstage stuff. And yeah, now she doesn't wrestle unless it's dark matches or like house shows. She's ha- how many matches has she been pulled out of now, or have not happened? SP three in like the last two months. I think the only televised match she's been in in the last three months was that six pack challenge that lasted all four minutes. Yeah, I mean, she was in the ring, so it made me immediately think about Dutch, and I was like, Dutch is going to get what he always wants, and Aaliyah match, uh, uh, and then oh, yeah. we didn't get it. See, I was a big fan, but she beat Natalia in 17 seconds. Is that it? Set the yeah, record? That was that was the actual, the, I, an I, actual I, feud I, that I, she's I, had I, on I, this show. It was 3.17 seconds. Let's get it right there. Oh, three seconds. Oh, well, I was hooked. World record, 3.17. Yes, yes. And I, Dutch, said, well, I know you got, got an Aaliyah three seventeen shirt in your house. I know you do. I know I do. you got it. I know you I do. Got, well, don't have to advertise it. <laughs> hey, but I got to it. be fair. It, to be actually, fair, it's right over there. Aaliyah has more feuds in her main roster career than Zia Lee. I'll give her that. And to be fair, on this show, it was more wrestling than last week's fifteen minutes of wrestling in a two-hour show. I think we got to thirty. I think they doubled it on this show. So, which is miraculous considering well, we got nine sixteen in the first hour. We had one match 
one match in the first hour of the show tonight, which again was a good match. It was Liv Morgan. I, I I will say I disagree with Bofia. I didn't think that match was good. There was a lot of missed high spots, a lot of botching. It didn't seem like they were on the same page. I thought the finish was solid, and maybe that's all that you guys were really paying attention to, which I don't blame you. With with a lot of these matches, just to pay attention to the finish, but it didn't Are seem you? like they were on the same page. Like in Italian matches, I'm not inter, I'm not like enthused about, but at least they're a little bit cleaner and everything is performed correctly. A lot of these matches, like they botched the the, the live double foot stomp into the turnbuckle spot. They botched like little movements around the ring. The footwork wasn't all the way there in a lot of moments it didn't seem like they were on the same page which kind of goes into a lot of the reports that we've heard over the past week with those two so are you criticizing the way that rick and i look at matches <laughs> that sounded a little, a little bit like criticism right rick or not and he turned on me i was his buddy and then he turned and put me in the same category as you you should be more pissed off than i am now we're together thanks uh, Thanks, yeah, I, yeah, I gotta agree with. Uh, I mean, look, I said it was all right. Like, I mean, it was. I thought it was a decent match, but hey, it's the best match on the show. Well, let me say that. Yes or no? Yeah, I'll give it that. Okay, give it okay, that. okay. All right, let, let's let's kind of circle back here. Start start back at the beginning and and work through because we're kind of jumping all over the place. Let's start with Pat McAfee opening up the show. Uh, he starts out by calling Baron Corbin a douchebag, uh, and then Corbin fakes monkeypox. Anybody reaction to that? Boy, that fell on deaf ears. Monkeypox. People went, eh. That's what I did. I mean, when someone had COVID last week, I think monkeypox is just 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 a minor step down. I, I don't know what they're they're doing there, but <laughs> I, I thought I don't Mac, e I don't either. I thought McAfee's promo was all right to open up the show. I mean, it's not the best work that he's done uh, on a microphone, but all right, whatever. I think I'm kind of. Uh, I think he's trying too hard. Yeah, I I, I think, he, I think he was trying a little too hard tonight. Usually, it just kind of flows naturally, and he's you know just comes off charismatic and you know, he's just be is Pat McAfee. I don't know if if we're feeding him lines tonight or, or what this one just wasn't his best work. It was still good. Like, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm kind of just ready to watch these two throw down at SummerSlam. I really don't know what else they can do uh, leading up into things. We talked about Liv Morgan and Natalia, the match, uh, but then afterwards Dutch, once again, they're, they're throwing that butt in there and they really are trying to paint Ronda Rousey as the superior competitor, even though Lib Morgan has the championship right now. So I can look at this one of two ways. I could look at it as, okay, everybody who gets the title for the first time kind of has to prove that it's not a fluke. So I can understand that. But then I look at what they did to Nikki A.S.H., last year where they gave her kind of a similar little story arc here where she had to prove like she deserved to be the champion and be in the limelight. And then she immediately dropped the belt at SummerSlam to Charlotte. So I can't help but watch this and kind of understand what they might be doing here, but still get massively nervous if I'm a supporter of Liv Morgan, knowing she's facing Ronda Rousey in two weeks. I'm agreeing. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I mean, it's their book. They can write it however they want it. 
But I don't like when they just put a title on somebody for like a month, six weeks or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, they were a champion at one time, but they're not. And I think Lily Liv Morgan, the people like her, beautiful girl, and I think they may be turning Rhonda back heel, which is her, her I, I guess that's her environment she, she does the best in. Maybe turning her. And if they turned her on Little Liv, that would, that would be a good one. I mean, that's that. we've talked about this ad nauseum. That's where Rhonda really, really thrives is, is as a heel where she can just walk in and, and, and be a bitch and beat the shit out of people. That's, that's what makes Rhonda Rousey great when she's in a WWE ring. And it's what she wants to do. This is the role that she wanted to play when she first came in. So I 100% agree with Dutch there. I, I For the opening segment, I did actually like Pat McAfee because they surprised me by giving us a backstory from McAfee and Corbin. I know we've seen the pictures on social media, but this is the first time that they actually said it on television, that they were on the same team in the in Indianapolis uh, Colts in uh, the NFL. And that's, that's more than they have done for for, for Brock and Roman just telling us it's the last match. We promise it's the last match. So at least this match has an actual backstory going into SummerSlam. Liv and Ronda, yeah, I, I don't like how they keep putting in the bud because it kind of diminishes what Liv has been accomplishing. And, you know, also saying that, you know, it took you much longer to beat Natalia than it did Ronda. Like, oh, are you going to be all right? So it either tells me that we're getting Liv with a fluke victory at SummerSlam or we're putting the title on Ronda and Ronda's going full heel. Uh, I don't mind this idea. Steven saying, uh, put Rhonda as a heel joining forces with Natalia and Shayna. I would be all for like a, a, a heat, like just a women's faction period up on the main roster. Um, by the way, if they're going TV 14, can we agree? SP three, the toxic attractions probably coming up to raw. If they do do USA network at TV 14, like that's definitely happening right at some point. Absolutely. In the, in the near future. Absolutely. So, um, Problem is, is you definitely need a if you're gonna do a massive heel faction like that, and I, again I don't hate the idea, they they gotta have they gotta have opponents. You got Liv Morgan, and then you have who? Like who's your who's your secondary baby face right now? Aaliyah. 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 Honestly, yeah. You like, got she's overlooking yeah. that girl. Oh, she could throw right in. I mean, Zyla, she I has mean, a lot of TV time. She's standing there, but she has a lot of TV time. I think Raquel Rodriguez is your number two baby face right now, and they still have not given her a story at all, period, since she, she brought up. Uh, has she wrestled in the last two weeks? Has she? Have we seen her since Money in the Bank? Is she, she okay? On, I don't think so. She, she was on a dark match today, so they can do they can do their own real like you know we we have the four horsewomen that we always talk about but they've never been a faction on television they can create their own four horsewomen with ronda natalia shayna and sonia there you go book it give me that sonia is another person that needs to be on tv every week in some way shape or form she they started this thing back up with her and adam pierce like three weeks ago why can't you give us a back you don't have time how long was Austin Theory standing in the damn ring today? 17, 20 minutes before that match started. You can't give us 60 seconds with Adam Pierce and Sony Deville. Yo, he came out at 9.07 p.m. Eastern time 
and the match did not start till 9:24 p.m. Eastern time. We got a Brock Roman video. We got a commercial after his entrance. We got a Brock Roman video package after that. Then we went backstage for a backstage interview with um, Matt Cat Moss and Paul Heyman. And then we got another commercial before the match started. I'm lost. I'm lost. And all. They're, they're weaving this story, and I, it's, it's not connecting. It doesn't have a central connection point. What I was really happy to hear is that Theory and, and Moss are the future of WWE. That's what, that's what they said. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that coming here in a second. Uh, King uh, here saying that uh, poor Raquel, when she lost to Ronda, her character was destroyed. I, I disagree with that. I think that lost I do to too. I, I think that lost to Ronda was the best that she's looked on. Yep. She came up here because she kicked Ronda's ass. Yes, she, she did. They painted her as such a badass, and Ronda gave her so much in that match. That's the best that she looked. What's killed her character is WWE telling her to go out there and not be a badass and walk down to the ring and give us that big smile and flex your back. And, you know, I, I think it honestly has her kind of guessing a little bit because you can tell they're telling her to smile during yeah, matches because we've actually caught her be an NXT Raquel and in the middle of a match going, oh, wait, I'm supposed to smile here. I think that's what's really kind of throw. I think it's throwing her off her mojo a little bit. I, I really, really do. And I wish they would just let Raquel be fucking Raquel. Excuse me. Pardon my French. That was way more than TV. Yes, go ahead, SP3. Where's our sensor? No, we have a sensor. No, it's me. I am the sensor. I got to be better than that. <laughs> hey, I've always said those girls like uh, Liv coming tonight. She's smiling. That's okay. She's a baby face. But she's kind of smiling a little too much. Wouldn't you be concerned about the match? The MMA guys, and I know this is not MMA. But they're not smiling on the way to the ring and slapping hands. They're worried about getting that ass kicked. I kind of think Liv's just a little too much on cloud nine still. <laughs> it, you know, maybe. Like that first week, that's great. She's happy. She's thrilled. She's worked her whole life, eight years to get to this point in WWE, just to have that championship on her shoulder. Yeah, she's going to be on cloud nine. She's taking her victory parades, right? This and, week, and she still looked like she was on cloud nine, which she probably is. Got to tone it down just a little bit. Just a How little many bit. times did she kiss that belt? Um, five or six times. And then Theory comes out. He's kissing the briefcase. What? The, what is this? Kiss week or what? Well, they're both in love with their new possessions, right? Like that. You you've never felt that way about an inanimate object before, Dutch? No. You don't kiss your mustache every night before you my, go. Somewhere? My shotgun. I did that one time. <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely don't recommend uh, doing that. Uh, that that is uh, that is for sure. Uh, William Long saying Liv is waiting for Charlotte to come back and, and lose uh, the uh, the title match on on SmackDown. I think she is waiting for Charlotte to come back. I hope that they do Liv Morgan and Charlotte, but I would hope that Liv, like I said last week, beats her white whale. Uh, and they can move on to Lacey Evans, who, like you guys said, uh, did not wrestle her match tonight. Dutch, what did you think of her promo work this week? And then why? Oh, I, I love, I love the promo. I loved it. It was good because, and then she left. She, you're not acting right. You, sh I'm an American hero, and you should be cheering me because I sacrificed for you. And listen, looking at you, see, she's putting the heat on the fans, not on her opponent, on the fans, and I'd always get your heat. Then she says, screw it. I'm just leaving. 
I think she's got more heat than any of them. I mean, the, of the character, girls. The character reminds me very much of 1999 Kurt Angle. This is how Kurt Angle turned heel in when he debuted, where he was like, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. You'd be cheering me and put the heat on the fans. So Dutch is 100% correct. Lacey nailed it. And she's nailing. This is a character that could make her the top heel in on SmackDown in WWE, not the sassy Southern Belle. This feels like a real fleshed out heel character. Yeah. And she has every right to be pissed off because she's speaking the truth right like if this i I feel like if this was anybody else who was telling this story like the whole crowd would be eaten out of the palm of their hands but since it's lacy and and they just hate her for existing she's pissed (laughs) off about it and like here's the thing she's the good guy in this situation but on tv she's gonna come off as the bad guy because we the fans have to be right about every damn thing uh rollin curtis setting in a uh, super chat here says he agrees with sp3 morgan and natalia came off uh amateurish uh glad to see natty uh sold uh oblivion he's disappointed in natalia performing the sharpshooter on the apron apron does nothing for holds dutch your reaction to that comment well i don't know they do it everywhere else i'm <laughs> It's part of the ring. It's not legal. But when did they when did they enforce rules? Oh, they did enforce rules on, on theory tonight. They rang the bell, which is baffling, but I meant on to something something else. I don't think that anything was wrong with Natalia doing that. So it doesn't bother me. Um I'm just curious your opinion on it, because obviously you've been in the ring a heck of a lot more than either of the two of us, so share some knowledge on some entering psychology on that i don't actually remember the the spot to be uh, a whole lot honest with you so let's move on to hour number two here drew mcintyre kicks things off for hour number two we finally get our second match of the night they made it seem like he was gonna fight sheamus and then he ends up kicking ridge holland <laughs> all right we'll move on oh my god that was how many times is this i mean they do it with everybody this is like the sixth time or seventh time that they've had this these four people together in a match. What else can they do? I mean, bring a sledgehammer in there, but hell, they'd screw that up too or something. He's got a sword. I don't know. I, I wanted so bad for them to do something tonight, PG-14. They didn't do anything. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Here's my thing with this. Here's what, this this is what bothers me with this. So Seamus is leading this group. You've got Ridge Holland and you've got somebody who's really, really incredibly talented. It is a lot better than this Butch character that they've given them. But okay, so you decide to put Butch and Ridge Holland with Seamus. You would think that they would be using Seamus to kind of help bring along Butch and Ridge and kind of enhance them and make them look better. Like he's in the mentor role yet. All of the focus is on Seamus, particularly right now. And he's just chucking these guys up at Drew McIntyre and Drew's kicking the shit out of them. It is the exact opposite of what they did with Raquel and, and, and Rhonda. It's Butch who is a very accomplished professional wrestler can obviously handle his own i would love to see pete dunn and drew mcintyre get 15 minutes with one another instead they they just squashed butch like nothing last week so that does nothing for him 
Ridge Holland gets squashed tonight. That does nothing for him. And all of this is to, to what? To just kick the can down the road to put this number one contenders match on SummerSlam? Like, we all know that's where it's going, and it'll probably be some kind of stipulation match, which, newsflash, Drew's going to win anyway. So what is yep. the higher point of all of this? I don't get it. I don't. They have created this, and they don't know how to get out of it. Is what it is. And when they take it to Vince, he throws it back at them. That's your job. You come with me for an idea. I got. I got other things to think about. That's your job. And he's not going to like anything. So they just. I kind of feel sorry for creative, because they won't be able to please Vince at all, because he's looking for something big. And they don't have a clue what to do. And that's it in a nutshell. And when they go into the meetings, they sit down, probably just look around at each other, probably drink a, three or four beers before they start talking, at least have a good time while they're there. But they, they like, and I've said this before, they book for an audience of one. Yep. And whether that one guy likes it, unless, and unless Vince comes up with an idea, and he hates to do that. He'll do it, but he hates to do it because he don't want to do their job. I mean, I don't know. I've said that to you. I'm just completely lost for words after I've seen tonight's show. I mean, I'm sitting there like this. What the hell are they fucking doing? And here's the other thing, SP3. Oh, excuse my language. Excuse oh, my yeah, language. Wait, we're sorry. We're, I should have. We're, we're, I'm sorry. We're PG-17. It's fine. Uh, okay. SP3. <laughs> <laughs> or are we NC seventeen? Anyway, uh, SP three. We still got two <laughs> more weeks. We still got two more weeks before SummerSlam. What the hell could they possibly do with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus's cronies between now and SummerSlam before this match actually happens? Uh, a did, gauntlet did you match, a handicap match. That's the only things left. Is anybody interested in seeing it? If we've seen that. it, we've seen it. What multiple times already? I've said this before. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, when he was in his prime, how many times did you see Hulk Hogan on TV? Very seldom. So when he went to Madison Square Garden, they were going to see him, and he had a he had a good story, a good angle, and that's when they paid to see him. But if you put Hulk Hogan on TV every week, it's like. You, you get tired of it. It's like eating the same food every day. Eventually, you say, I don't want it. I don't care how good it is. You don't want it because you want something else. And that's what WWE does not do. They do not have variety. They don't. I mean, to me, and I look at AEW and I look at WWE, WWE is just a, a showcase. It's music and entrances and the matches. That's just secondary, really. Seems like to me. They save the good shit for the pay for the premium live events. Like that's where you see like the real, like honest banger matches. Occasionally you get some good stuff inside of, you know, the five to nine minute confine that you'll get uh on on the TV shows. But Dutch, you know, I I under I do understand what you're saying about Hogan, but they're also doing it right now with Roman Reigns. And yeah. how much are we saying we would kill for Roman Reigns to be on this damn show right now? Or we would kill for Roman Reigns to be on TV at least on a semi-regular basis. So there's there's a yet there's both sides to that argument. 
Yeah, but when he was on every week, we were saying, now he can miss a week, you don't miss him. But when he comes back, oh, now he's there. But a constant diet of the same people week after week after week, we beat this dead horse to death. I mean, our stance on this is well known because, hey, you can almost, I, I knew New Day was coming out in that second segment. I just knew it. I knew the Raiders would come out in the second segment. And since they're hooked up with Shanky and and Jeter or whatever his name is, <laughs> you knew they were going to show up too. Kinder. He so, ain't the captain. All right. Come on, Eva Marie. Uh, get his name right. But that's, I mean, and we've talked about this before. What did you say, Sid? Did Jinder turn babyface? That, that's what it's well, no, but to I, me. But that's what I keep expecting to happen. But it just goes on and on and on. By the time it gets there, you don't give a crap what they do. They need uh, they need more babyface tag teams. We've established that because your only babyface tag team you have are the Street Profits right now, and they're probably going to be split up if they lose to the Usos at SummerSlam. So that would leave the New Day, and the New Day is in this constant state of purgatory right now where it's like, all right, it was fight night for four months, and now it looks like it's going to be the Viking Raiders for four months, and then what? Another heel tag, Los Lotharios for four more months, and there's New Day's whole year right there. Why do so many of these teams and acts get stuck in these, like, treadmill-type feuds? Like, Happy Corbin's the same way, where all of his feuds have to last four months. At least he's in something interesting now with Pat McAfee. But yeah, the, brawling, the brawling brutes, they always find themselves in these treadmill-type of feuds. That's what's going on right now with them and Drew. Like you said, the New Day with the Viking Raiders. They, they just need to create feuds that are at least fresh like i said before said when 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 seth rollins everybody was like oh seth rollins should win money in the bank so he can cash in on brock versus roman i said i said it before i'll say it again wwe doesn't do great things twice we already saw drew and sheamus before and it was great we're doing it again and it's not great ergo wwe doesn't do great things twice <laughs> And here's the other thing, and I, you know, we we saw this, we said this back in October. They they screwed SmackDown over with the draft because Fox wanted Roman and Charlotte, and that's that was it. That's all they cared about. And then literally every other person ended up on Raw except for like Drew. And then now they had to like build some dudes up. Well, here we go. We're you know. Several months into this, almost a full year into this, now we're watching SmackDown without Roman and Charlotte. And this is what we're getting right now. We didn't have Roman. We didn't have Charlotte. We didn't have Ronda. But, but you still have you still have the same problem. No bench. Don't have a bench. You can have Roman, but who's he going to who's he going to run up against? I think they may made they may have made Roman just a little too strong for their own good. I, I said this. I said this on another outlet. I believe I did, and I'll say it here. Um, the question has stopped being Dutch, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. The question has stopped being who's going to dethrone Roman Reigns to when is Roman Reigns going to be dethroned, and that's an issue. 
it's that not about issue. it's not about the person who's gonna be next. It's like we're just at the point where we want it to end now. When is it going to end? <laughs> Hell, we're in purgatory. <laughs> Fear not, Who'd my friend. Who'd you say was in purgatory? Who'd you say was in purgatory before? New Day. I said New Day. Uh, New hell, we're right there with them. New Day. Who was ever saying? See again, I I okay. disagree with you, Dutch, in the fact that they don't have a bench because I do think they have a number of talented superstars in the roster. I just think they're all misused and miscast. To be completely honest, well, with you. but we can't do anything about that. That's accurate. Their bench, their bench is what they built, and they have built no bench. So they're sitting on the floor. They don't even have a bench to sit on. I mean, they just like, sit on sit on the ground. If if they were putting together a baseball lineup at a WWE, right, they would have their catcher in left field. They would have their shortstop at first base. They would have their left fielder pitching. Like they have everybody in the wrong damn spot doing the wrong damn thing. That's where they're at right now. Hey, that's a pretty good analogy. Can I use that? You can. Have I'm gonna it. steal that. I'm gonna steal that. All right, that's fine. We got it on live recording that I had it first. It's all good. Fear uh, not. No, we're, we're cutting that out. Fear not. We're my editing friends. that out. Yeah. Fear not, my friends. We are getting something new next week. The debut of Maxine Dupree, the Beachwear Collection 2022, featuring Max's sister, Maxine Dupree, SP3. Any guesses as to who? Maxine Dupree is actually going to be. What soul are they going to pluck and give a new? Don't say Aaliyah Dutch. Don't say it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it's going to be Max in drag. Uh... That's what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm saying he's, he's dressed up like a woman. Can I still say that? Can I say in drag? I, I am I going to so. get canceled? I don't give a shit. I, I, I don't. But that would be that would be actually entertaining because Max can't be there, but Maxine is here, and here he comes. Ozzy, I can guarantee you it's not going to be me. Uh, SP3, any? I think it might be the debut of uh, Duchesne Law. Personally, I think that was, might. But, it, but Ozzy said it will be Rick. I just said. Hey, hey that would be a good spot for you to break in, Rick. Uh, love it. Love really? it this much. How many zeros are on the check, and when does it clear? And I will be there. Two zeros. There you go. There you go. I think, I think I've seen it in the chat a few times, and I think it's pretty accurate. I think it's going to be Ginny from NXT, from NXT UK. Ginny is the significant other of Gunther. That's why Gunther got skinny is because he started going out with Ginny, and they're going to keep that couple together, and she's going to debut. She was the fashionista. That's been her gimmick since back on the indie scene when she was in progress, so it makes a whole bunch of sense for her to join the, the Maximum Male Models. I hope it's that, and I hope it's not Santina Morella 2.0 with uh, LA, with uh, Max Dupree as uh, a female, but um, yeah. I by the way, I I'm so glad I agree with you, and I'm so glad that you brought up Santino, Santina, whichever one, because I think a sleeper pick here could be Ariana Grace. I think that is somebody that they could put in that kind of role because if you remember, like they debuted her in NXT. I know she's only been there for a little bit; she hasn't had a whole lot of matches, but I think they might use someone like her in that spot because. They debuted her as a model, like an actual model in NXT. And that was all part of but, her 
her like promo thing for the breakout tournaments. Bob. So she's still, she's still, she's still green though. She's still green. I'm just saying they could yeah. throw her in that spot and you know, that's have her. Don't, don't, her. don't start making sense now, Rick. It's too late. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it probably will be Ginny, and I think that does make s- sense. But I'm just saying, a sleeper pick. I'm trying to find somebody else. I think that that might be a spot, or they just call in somebody like I would say Layla Gray, but she's in doing her whole thing as, as, as the baddies right now. They could bring somebody off out of the indie scene. Somebody that one of the one of the girls they brought in to get kissed by Los Lotharios. It could be one of those. Uh, Who knows? Tamina. They could bring her in. Is, is that? Why not? I'm just saying. Why I'm not hell? saying. I'm just saying. Because that way, that's the way creative teams work. They just throw it out there, whether it makes sense or not. And so, somebody grabs it, then they'll talk about it. All right. So let's roll into uh, the the main event spots of the night. We had Theory and Madcap. This was okay. I saw SP Theory and I were talking about for the show while Dutch was having his technical issues. There, there were people on Twitter saying this was a good match. I'm like, it was all right. You know, it, it was getting there, and then Theory hit him with a briefcase and, and ran away because Theory's a little bitch, and that's just what he's going to do while he has the briefcase until he catches it successfully. Yes. Nobody, he's the, he's got the briefcase, right? Nobody sees him as strong enough to even step in the same ring with Brock or Roman. Nope. And nobody can... Unless something happens, he's going to run in there and try to steal it. But to me, there's no future in that. I kind of like that he got it. And maybe he could, if that thing switches a time or two, he can hang on to it for a while. But I don't think he'll cash that in in Nashville. Do you? It, it just seems like WWE is using the the threat of the briefcase to somehow try to make people interested in Brock versus Roman, but it's not working. And Paul Heyman tried his no. darnest on this show with the with the backstage segment with Theory, with the backstage segment with Madcap Moss. I mean, Madcap Moss, I was just like, why didn't you take that deal? Yeah. Like he's offering you. you a title match. I was like, I don't care if you're a babyface or not. Just be like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and beat him and prove I deserve he- that title match you're talking about. Why didn't he say that? Like, that wasn't a good comeback to be like, oh, it sounds like you're really scared of theory. That, huh? He, he was offering him a title <laughs> match to do something he was planning on doing anyway. Just say, shut up. Yes, sir. Thank you. On my way, I'll give. Thank you for the perk. Appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. No, instead, they decide to give Madcap Moss dumbass babyface syndrome because he's got to go earn it the hard way. But then they ended up they ended up taking it away from Theory by having Madcap Moss get up and beat the shit out of him. Well, the only reason he did that, by the way, the only reason he did that is because of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn comes back, arm in a sling, still gave this show a much-needed boost in the arm. And I love how Theory was like, walking towards him, like getting all up in his face. Like, what are you going to do with only one arm? And then the Usos music hits. And like, there's just that like kind of moment where Sammy kind of like gave you the little eyebrow there. And he just had this little bit of a smirk. And I got these, just the subtle little vibe here that just maybe, just maybe Sammy's growing on the Usos. Like this, like a little lost puppy that just drops on your doorstep. And you're like, I don't need a dog. I don't want a dog. I don't want, you know, I'm going to take it to the vet in three days. 
And then, you know, within a month, you're buying it a bed and food and all this other crap, and all of a sudden, you have a dog. I feel so, like so, so you to... would kill a little puppy. No. You little bastard. You would euthanize a little puppy that's like a that, week old. That great analogy. That is horrible. That, that great analogy, and that's what you took from that? No, you said take it to the vet in three days or whatever. Yeah. Were you, were you taking it for a checkup or a, for a good old death shot? If I had a stray dog that landed on my doorstep, I would take it to an adoption agency. That's what I meant. Oh, I'm glad you made yourself clear on that. Because... Jesus. <laughs> uh, so we, can we safely say that we didn't much care for Raw? I didn't much care for Raw this week either, but I didn't care for Smack. The I mean, I was SmackDown. The main event was all right. I mean, all of that set up Angelo Dawkins and 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 Jay Uso. Um, but again, man, this is you want to talk about just regurgitating the same stuff. How many different times can we see some member of the Usos versus some member of the Street Profits? I think we've seen it like the after after that great match that they had in Money in the Bank. These guys shouldn't have touched each other for the full month. Like they should have kept them away. Last week was all right. Like you put them, you put the the Usos up against Los Lotharios, and you had to, had them kick the crap out of them. Cool. That's that's fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. You could build up both teams instead of having somebody get screwed. Did we really need the shoulder spot, the referee spot again to set up that we needed this this great authoritarian referee guy who ends up being Jeff Jarrett? Like, okay, it's in Tennessee, Jeff Jarrett, cowboy hat, guitar, I get that. You want to have Jeff Jarrett at SummerSlam? I'm not going to argue with you. Makes total sense. I'm here for it. Why is Jeff Jarrett the right guy to be a special guest referee? This just seems like round break square hole. I texted him I said, that came as a total surprise to me. Total. I thought, I don't know who it could be. I was interested in it. And then it was Jeff, and it just, I said, and in Nashville, it works. It works because he's been there all his life, so everybody knows who he is. But if you'd have had Jeff in, say, Cincinnati, wouldn't have meant anything. If you'd have had in Miami, it wouldn't have meant In Nashville, he kind of works. So what's that tell you? So you, we're, trying to, <laughs> we're trying to do anything we can and they're in the stadium, so they're trying to sell it out. So I wish them luck. I hope it works. Hope, and for, for Jeff's sake, I hope it works. But not up to me, up to the fans. SP3, all I hope is that we just get a line from Adam Pierce for, like, why he chose Jeff Jarrett. I, it makes sense in, in our world, right? Again, Nashville, Jeff Jarrett, totally understand that. But putting him in this position, like – how does it make sense from a storyline standpoint? I hope we get just a line from Adam Pierce to explain it, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Well, what if he turns heel in it? Sense. Hit me with it. No, we just want to make sense because because he spends his day working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. Because I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. That's why it makes a whole bunch of sense <laughs> that Jeff Jarrett is the referee, oh, that's is the special that's that's guest referee yeah. at SummerSlam. 
sure. I can continue on. I continue on. You, you know my baby's. You know my baby's got me wrapped around her little old finger because she knows that I walk through hell. All right, so let's uh, move on to uh, Rampage tonight. He interrupted you, Sid. That, that's rude, Rick. You should apologize right now. You know, I should have realized I had the mute button powers a long time ago. <laughs> All right, SP3, it's your time to shine. Let's talk about Rampage here. Uh, opening match tonight, House of Black defeats uh, the Dark Order. Fun match, good opener. But the thing that I loved... I didn't see Darby Allen standing on top of the entrance way. He literally flew out like a bat straight out of hell and jumped right on Brody Lee. Then we get that really cool stare down between Sting and, and Malachi where they're doing like the the mirror walk with each other. Like you make a move. No, I'm but not. yes, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. But the fight was going on and we stayed on black and Sting. I went, what's going on in the fight? They're just doing the stare down, and they stayed there. I went, I don't know what happened during the fight. Isn't that the purpose of it? Show something anyway. They they need to start doing the split screen. Start I was going to say. The split screen, like how they did during the whole brawl before Forbidden Door, when they had the split screen with Jericho and Kingston fighting in the crowd, and United Empire and FTR and Best Friends fighting. They should have done that here. We should have gone with Darby yeah. and Brody fighting, and then the stare down with Black and Sting. But I like the dynamics of this feud, and I like the fact that you know House of Black now feel more important, despite you know Malachi not winning the All-Atlantic Championship, he has two feuds going on at once because, you know, Brody is wrapped up with Darby, which has, you know, made him cross paths with Sting. At the same time, they went right to the backstage segment with Miro talking about, does he want to take down the devil for God or does he want to turn himself over to the dark side? I like yeah. the little conflicted, forsaken champion the Redeemer Miro is right now. I, I loved his promo tonight. I love most of his promos. Uh, give me more Miro on my television screen, please. By the way, guys, I see you in the chat. Yes, I've said the wrong name a couple of times tonight. It's going to happen. Know what I mean, not what I say. Uh, yeah, like I, I, the only thing that I can think of going back to the split screen there for a second is the fact that Sting and Malachi were so far apart on the stage that it would have been dang near, unless you could do like a horizontal split, that would have been weird. So I think maybe they were too far apart to do the split screen and then the only other option would have been to do the kevin dunn changing camera angles thing and don't nobody want that so i think they just decided to stay with what what really a lot of people are going to care about is oh are malachi and sting about to throw down we've seen a we've seen a brawl before all right i don't i don't need to see brody king and and, and darby alley throw fists i've seen it already i want to see malachi and sting now, I thought that was cool. I love that whole opening segment. But then, yes. can, can Stain still get in the ring and work a match? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's okay. undefeated. He's 10 and 0. Is he 10 and 0 or 11 and 0? I think he's either way, he's undefeated. 
Yeah, he hasn't lost yet in AEW. And I really I, I enjoyed the opening match. I thought that he gave a lot to John Silver and uh Alex Reynolds, especially though their combo offense always pops me, and especially them doing it on Brody King, the 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 larger of the two with the House of Black. I thought that was really cool. And uh it made John Silver kind of I I loved him stepping up from to uh Brody King right at the start because he's Johnny Hungy. He's like five <laughs> feet tall and he thinks that he's like seven feet tall i don't know why but every time jr says johnny hungy it just pops me like i just laugh my ass off i don't know why but every time he does it, it it's just great um ring of honor championship match tonight sp3 jonathan gresham lee moriarty lee taps out in the end great match. Match. very very good match uh, but I'm sorry if everything wasn't completely overshadowed by the fact that Claudio then comes out afterwards and it seems like we, we get in Gresham and Claudio for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Sign me the hell up for that. Put it in my veins immediately. I mean, last week I said after the heel turn, I was kind of baffled by it. But I, you say that like, Claudio overshadowed it. It didn't really to me. This matchup was all about establishing Jonathan Gresham as a heel, and he was great. The spot he where he takes off his tape, throws it down, so the referee takes the tape out the ring, and he looks like he's gonna do a chop and low blows him. I was like, oh, this is perfect. It, this that that sold me on the heel turn one hundred percent. He seems much more comfortable in the heel role, and I love the technical wrestling. Like like Dutch said, he said it was a great match. I I agree like the the arm work that he did on lee moriarty lee moriarty trying to work over his arm and then the payoff with the octopus hold that was great and it i i didn't understand why this match was so early because i thought it would be the main event but then with the post match it did make sense because you did want to announce the main event for death before dishonor yeah and not just gloss over it like they've done with excalibur in the past where it's like wait did we just see what we thought we had we had just saw uh, I did like the low blows. Did we did we lose Rick Dutch? Uh, I think we lost him. He looked like he uh, he's lost him. Uh, he's lost himself. I'm sure. Dutch, maybe what did you, Yeah, we'll see. Well, Dutch, what did you think about the match overall and the post match with your boy Claudio? Well, I was in here trying to fix my computer. So tell me what happened, and I'll tell you. I saw Claudio come out. I saw him come out. And that's it. Tell me what happened. See, I don't uh, see all I don't see all of Rampage. Probably never. <laughs> so you have to well, help me. Well, basically, Gresham and Tully Blanchard basically said that uh, he's the best technical wrestler. He's the best hold-for-hold wrestler in the business. And Tully yep. was bragging about him. And this brought out Claudio, who made his entrance. And every and uh, commentary was basically talking about how he spent much of his career in Ring of Honor, but he never won the Ring of Honor World Championship. Mm -hmm. So they announced later on in the show that he's going to verse Jonathan Gresham at Death Before Dishonor next saturday for the roh world championship it was simple but it, it this is a matchup that i definitely want to see well it's a matchup you haven't seen before too yeah and you're looking forward to seeing how they handle how they work together but what if they'd have if, if that had been wwe they'd have had you know drew mcintyre back with sheamus again over and over and over but it's a new match i don't care if you eat a uh, a steak every day after a week you say i'm just tired of steak 
I want something else. I, I said that earlier tonight. But I would like to see that match too. I've never heard of Gresham before, but he he can go. He's yeah. he he gets in there and he digs. So, so what happened to Statlander? Tell me that. Oh uh, well, I saw it come was, out. Yeah, it was Chris Statlander and Athena versus Charlotte and Robin Renegade, the Renegade twins, and they completely just came out and went through them. Like they beat them up before the bell rang. Then it was, um, I think it was Charlotte and. Um, Athena in the ring when the bell rang and Athena hit like one move and then went to the top rope. She hit the O face and beat her in like less than a minute. So they wow. they were standing tall and then um the interim baddie Layla Layla Gray was in the crowd. She got up on the apron and distracted them. Uh, they were about to beat her up, and then Jade Cargill and Kira Ogan came out, and they they basically came down and beat uh, Athena and Chris Statlander as quickly as they beat the Renegade Twins. They beat them up, laid them out, and then uh, it looked like Kira Hogan was still upset about Layla Gray being an interim baddie while Jade Cargill, she was just like, calm down, and they walked off. There's Rick. Hi. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. I'm going to have to have a chat with uh, Alta Fiber because they supposedly fixed my internet and they fixed it. Yeah, let me tell you. So where are we at? What's going on? <laughs> uh, we've already finished. So. Oh, cool. All right. Well, we talked about the women's match. I did want to ask Dutch, what did you think about, uh, I know, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, Claudio got picked up a big win on Dynamite and he defeated your boy, Jake Hager. So you had the- Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How was that match? That was really good. It was a really good horse, horse fight. Was there, a lot, and, was there a lot of Zeb chance? There was a lot of we the people chance. See, see. Hey, the thing was over, and they just again, WWE when you get something over, they'll kill it. I think Joe Biden should have took WWE and put them in charge of the COVID outbreak. They'd kill anything. They they'd kill it in probably two weeks. And we're done with it. Said, what'd you do, Joe? I turned it over to WWE Creative. Shit, they did they did the number. But it would work. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Rick like that. How do I even <laughs> respond to that? <laughs> wow. But no, I think that was. Uh, I don't think it's too much to say that was Hager's best match in AEW. Uh, he and he and Claudio just work incredibly, incredibly well together. And uh, Dutch, I would uh, highly recommend you go back and 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 watch that. I think you'd enjoy the hell out of it. All right, I will. Don't lie to me. No, you won't. I, no, I I'm going to do it. I was disappointed on the show that the women only got like, I think two minutes in total. I know, yeah. it's, I know it's AEW and I should just be used to Tony Khan not liking anything that doesn't have a penis, but it was very <laughs> disappointing how short the women's segment was on the show. Like, cause here's the thing they have given, we all knew Statlander and Athena were going to win. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there. We knew they were going to win, but they have given uh, an opportunity for, for ladies like Willow Nightingale to really kind of show what they can do on the show and have given them actual matches. I was looking at this because I wanted to see how the Renegade sisters actually like perform and how good they were. I wanted to see kind of their audition. 
they just got their asses whooped. Like it's 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 impossible to impress when you're just basically asked to do the job and that's it. Like here, take a couple of bumps and you're done. You're out and thanks for coming. Here's your paycheck. So I was looking forward to that match to see how they did. And yeah, I was also disappointed, mostly because I w- I was excited to see Athena wrestle. This is only her third match in AEW since she's been here, and it was. 40 seconds they elongated it a little bit because they had the attack at the start the match before it even the bell even rang but yeah i would have liked to have seen a lot more time uh for the ladies tonight but again that's that's kind of an evergreen statement when it comes to so you didn't expect that right i expected and statlander to win but i was hoping it'd be a little more of a longer match yeah well i I will say that you will be met with some surprises on aew and that's not out of the out of the wheelhouse that somebody gets beat in less than a minute, because now they got something they could actually make that an angle. They got beat, they're embarrassed. Nobody's ever done this before, and let them come from the ground back up if they want to do something with those with those girls, which is possible if you just make it believable and give them some time and let them talk about it. Yeah, I hope they get brought back on dark or, or something like that and they get a chance to actually wrestle because <laughs> they didn't get to do uh, a whole lot of that tonight. Uh, SP3, what do you think about Stokely Hathaway trying to recruit Lee Moriarty after his loss tonight? That was interesting. I didn't expect that. And um, Matt Seidel came off like a heel in turning down Stokely, despite Stokely, you know, being a heel with Jay Cargill, Matt Seidel came off like the heel in that situation. And uh, Lee Moriarty didn't seem like he was turning down Stokely on his offer, you know, to give him his card and, you know, do something with his career after the loss to Jonathan Gresham. But I'm looking forward to Lee Moriarty versus uh, Dante Martin, two young guys who I I know are going to show out next week. And they have two very different styles that probably will mesh well with each other. Yeah, we're going to have some things to talk about next week. Fingers crossed. Brock's back. We're going to get the live and Ronda face to face next week on SmackDown. And then, yes, we are going to get uh, Lee Moriarty against uh, Dante Martin. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. That match is going to bang uh, next week. Uh, we did have the acclaimed and the gun club going head to head this week, at least verbally anyway. Daddy ass said he had to drop the hammer on the acclaimed and then the acclaimed came out and dropped their own damn hammer on Mr. Ass and the ass boys tonight. Dutch, what'd you think about this one? The acclaimed, they are, uh, they continue to get more and more over every week. Well, I've been having trouble out of this internet. So I always leave rampage early. I did see part of that interview and you, you'll have to tell me about it. He just told me about the other girls match. I miss how almost hyper rampage sometimes. So right. what do you think? Internet issues. Internet issues. <laughs> yes. Hey, who, who just left here with internet issues? You. Yeah. Okay. But, but like legit internet. <laughs> oh, like, stop it. Actually- stop it. <laughs> That's another thing I'm going to put in my report. So he's we, blaming me again. Are, are we doing like performance evaluations? Like, is that a thing that we're doing now? Because uh, well, I, I, I haven't. We, I are haven't now. we are now. I haven't filled out my TPS reports in quite some time. Uh, just to be. So, <laughs> I really hope somebody got that damn reference. Anyway, uh, so SP3, I'll ask you about uh, this segment tonight. Uh, obviously, something's going here, but this this 100 completes the babyface turn for the acclaim, which I think has been a long time coming. 
I mean, they're they're over. The whole rapping gimmick is over. Um, them saying that Daddy Ass is hung like a tadpole. Um, very good stuff. Very good stuff. Uh, and, you know, the Ass Boys chant. I love the acclaim. I'm very happy that they're baby faces now. And I think that the Gun Club make good foils for them, especially in, like, an introductory to them being, you know, baby faces. And they were over with the Savannah crowd for sure absolutely 100 percent. how about that uh because we're well over time here so i, I want to kind of wrap things up here lucha bros private party fun match you knew it was going to be a fun match mark quinn cut his hair uh took me a minute to, to recognize that one i knew i knew something looked off uh but uh, he did cut the hair i don't know why i brought that up i just did it was something off the top of my mind uh, I the the finish to me kind of bothered me because Bryce Remsburg clearly saw Roosh in the ring and then immediately turned right back around and he knew there was some kind of fuckery going on there. The fact that he I'm like, are we going to get a DQ like call for the damn DQ? But now uh, Lucha Bros end up uh, winning this couple of sloppy spots uh, here or there. You know, Penta literally slipped off the top rope. Thankfully, he was OK. Uh, made a really good recovery there, I thought. But uh, overall, this was a, a fun main event. I was confused as to why this was the main event initially, like you said, but you want to make sure you establish main event for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up so that all of this... the Let me bring one thing up. Let's go back to SmackDown a minute. You, you remember when Madcap Moss shot Theory in? He, like he missed him and he recovered? That's one of the greatest recoveries I've ever seen. You remember that? Vaguely. Rick? Yeah. Yeah. When he did that, I mean, he, it was a, he caught him into it, a fireman's carry. Yeah. It was a great recovery because he was off balance. I thought he was going down. And then he, he caught him and took him over. So, very good move. That wasn't intended. So, I just want to tell you, Rick. Touch, you, it took you. All one hour and five minutes to say something positive about SmackDown tonight, and it, and it seems no, it seems like no. some people in the you're, chat really want that. You you you're just I'm gonna have to call you Rick. You're just a liar. <laughs> I said the girls' match. I said up front was a good match. Did I said? Did he I did. say that? You did. You did. And that was the first thing we talked about. So see, even his timing is wrong. And the recovery was good. So it took me an hour to say two things good about Tiger. Now I have to straighten it out for you. I had to do a little fact checking, but we got gotcha. If you don't know me by now, things that you said an hour ago, I have well forgotten them. Uh <laughs> but Sid has it. Sid's my he, witness. He forgot. Even though he did turn on me. Yeah, even though Sid turned on me a little earlier tonight, I'm gonna. Hey, I didn't go. actually glitch; I blipped, so I actually just evaporated. <laughs> this is a new. This is a new Rick. I just kind of spring up out of the ground, like uh, you know, like I'm playing Super Mario or something like that. Uh, all right, fair. guys, we will be back in our normal time slot next week, eleven oh five. I'm praying for an early rampage one of these days, but it ain't gonna happen until the NBA's back, probably, or the NHL, or, or one of those two sports. <sighs> well. Good show, guys. We got an hour and six minutes out of absolutely nothing that happened on SmackDown tonight. So uh, hopefully we'll actually have some stuff to talk about next week. Dutch, what you got going on? No, I think it was an hour and six minutes of very informative information. Oh, absolutely. Even though it's all bullshit. You know, if you, if you don't know, if you don't know any facts, just make a bunch of stuff up. 
You know, it's just, and just call it opinion. That's what our news media does. They just make it up. They don't like something, they'll change it. It's that but. Well, this happened, but then they, they go with the rest of the story. You know, I so, work in the news. Hey, I have, I have a new website right? coming. I've, I've been working on this website for like 10 years. <laughs> and I have it coming up. It's probably going to be uh, operational in the next two weeks. Yeah, I heard you made your first ever pitch about that website on uh, on AIM. Is that accurate? Like, I heard that. AIM, what is that? AIM? What is AIM? American Information Motherhood or something? <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying, Dutch, is you, you had is too much. a website when, you, when it was back in the dial-up days. That's yeah, it was. That's when I started it. <laughs> and it was even a blog. And then it just kept on, it kept, you know, I was just baffled by it. I'm still baffled by it. Uh, so I'm going to be where I always am, Dirty D Mantel on Twitter and just Dirty Dutch Mantel on Gmail. Sid, I know and you're I'll, I'll have some more information next week, maybe. Sid, I know you're anxious to get to bed because you got your show tomorrow. Why don't you tell folks to where they can join you after they get some sleep? Well, go to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, True Hill, spelled like my Twitter name right there. And uh, we got True Hill Heat 184 tomorrow at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time with special guest It's Samara. Uh, we're going to be talking about WWE Raw going TV 14. We're going to be talking about Sasha Banks' first public appearance since her walkout. So we got a lot to discuss. And the G1 Climax 32 tournament for New Japan Pro Wrestling starts tomorrow. So we'll be talking about that as well. So join us there and I'll be back here next Friday with my two good friends here. And they'll be on True Hill Heat in two weeks' time. Sure. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that is, that is. Are you in Nashville, Rick? I will be, yes. Okay. I'm not presently. I will be in Nashville. You will be there. Okay. I will be that's there. Not, that's only about, what, two, 300 for you? Uh, in about, Cincinnati? about a four-hour drive. Not bad. Yeah, about that. About that. I, I, will okay. take, I will take any premium live event that I can drive to. I will take even with gas prices the way they are. I will happily avoid the airport and avoid rental cars. That's for damn sure. Uh, guys, make sure to follow me on, uh, hey. on Twitter because next week, uh, something I'm really proud of, I thought actually went really well, even though it was intimidating as hell. Uh, a full hour conversation with myself and Renee Paquette, uh, who I think is one of the best interviewers on the planet. So it was uh, incredibly intimidating for me to interview one of the best interviewers on the planet. But it was a great conversation, us talking about StarCast 5, uh, motherhood, smack, uh, talking smack, excuse me, talking smack with Brian Danielson and, and WWE backstage and Vince and all that good stuff. Uh, a little bit of John Moxley conversation as well. Check out my Twitter, at Rick Uccino. That'll be dropping uh, on Monday. Appreciate you guys uh, so much. We'll be back next week, 11.05, right, Dutch? 11.05 on the dot. 1105. That's what you got a week. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Out. I'll be there. And don't change the time on me again, Rick. I don't change the time. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to my website. I'm gonna tell the true story of Rick Buccino. Mm. I'm gonna tell the people that what they don't know about you. Man, I can't wait to read that fiction. All right, guys. Well, well Sid told me he's he, the one I interviewed. He told you what? No, I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. You have to go to the website. Ah.
Gotcha. What, what's that website again? <laughs> I can't tell you now. Oh. No, it's, dirty, it's easy. DirtyDustMantel.com. That's where it is. All right. We've stalled long enough. All right. <laughs> take care. Remember, remember, well, everyone. Was, remember, spend my day working hard on the go, but they handle the. We'll talk to you guys next week here on Smack Talk on the Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> and Face. Screw it. I'm just muting everybody. Hell, I'll mute my damn.